Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, happy new year. Welcome to the first episode of 2022 of the Mama Mama podcast. Um, it's actually the final episode of my trilogy of stories about issues with your wounds. Um, this one's about adaminosis, which you will find out all about in this chat. Um, the lady I spoke with wanted to stay anonymous, um, which is completely understandable. Um, but uh, it was a really lovely chat, very interesting. I learned a lot, but I hope you enjoy it. And I'll see you in a bit. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Work. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, so, today I've been put in touch with you through a mutual friend. Yes. And we have actually recorded, but it was recorded the day before you were going to have your hysterectomy. And we've yeah. decided to redo it because now you have had a hysterectomy at the ripe old age of... 30. <gasps> yeah. So let's start at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So I was one of those, I never ever had a normal period. I started really late. Uh, didn't start until I was 17. Um, and they were. Why didn't you start until you were seven? Well, I suppose some people don't start till they were. No, I was also doing a lot. I was really fit as a teenager. So I, I started rowing when I was sort of 12 or 13 and right. I was doing a lot of weight training from when I was okay. sort of 14, 15. And so I was quite, uh, no one thought anything of it. Like I grew up in a house full of nurses yeah. and no one, everyone was like, oh no, it's fine. You're just sort of so full of testosterone. It's probably just, and yeah. I was, cause when you're really fit, it's perfectly normal to have really light periods, not that regularly. Yeah. So yeah, I think I, yeah, I started when I was 17 and then I didn't really have them. It was like, every two to three months and it was barely okay. barely worth bothering about i was like oh yeah. living, living the dream great yeah. <laughs> um, especially considering like so my mum and my nan both had issues with really heavy bleeding and had hysterectomies because of it and yeah. um, my sister's got uh pcos so polycystic ovary syndrome right okay yeah and uh so i was like oh great got away with it sorted yeah oh spoke too soon 
not <laughs> so yeah once I stopped rowing I went to uni stopped rowing yeah put on a bit of weight because you know I wasn't you know I was going out all the time not really eat standard yeah. student stuff and then uh yeah I was about 20 when I just started re- really crippling um ble- the pain I never found too bad but yeah. I've I've always had a really high pain threshold so you know I, I when I was in pain sometimes I would be crippled and I couldn't move but yeah. most of the time I could manage it it was just the amount of bleeding and by the time I was sort of 21 22 I was bleeding non-stop basically and really horrifically what, constantly constantly when I went to see so I saw my GP when she referred me to the gynecologist she said she's like oh you know make a period diary and I was like can I make a not period diary because uh, <laughs> it's easy and was it constantly heavy or it was, was it just like some and then heavy and then some it was uh it sort of rotated a little bit like I had a cycle uh but I never had anything less than spotting but it was I was heavy for two weeks of the month so you so, so you'd have heavy period for two weeks of the month then two weeks of sort of light period then yeah then spotting for a few days then back to really heavy yeah when I had my wow. moon cup and I measured it I was having to change my moon cup like twice a day because it would be full see I don't I think I consider myself to be quite heavy yeah but I'd still only empty it once a day yeah. and it might oh I'd I'd maybe fill it but not necessarily no no and the rest of the time it'd just be like a bit yeah um, wow I was did you uh, feel faint I felt really faint I got put on iron pills and I was yeah. I was just constantly anemic trying to in a way I was it was good that I was at uni because they're so flexible <laughs> about yeah. you yeah, going yeah, yeah. in especially the course yeah. I was on but it did really affect my studies because even when I, I wanted to go into lectures half the time I couldn't um so what did the doctor say when you were like I I'm bleeding constantly well so my GP just sort of we started on um birth control standard you know yeah went on the pill that didn't help at all if anything actually the combined pill made me worse for a while um tried the injection tried uh the mini pill uh, we were going to try an implant, but I went for the mini pill that's the same because okay. it's just progesterone only. So they were like, okay, we'll give you the same dose that right, okay, yeah. the implant will give you. And none of it was helping. And uh, Sorry, so rather than trying to figure out why you were bleeding all the time, yeah. they just wanted to put you on... Yeah, that's pretty standard. It's the thing I've really noticed with you know, everyone that I've spoken to that's ever had a period problem it's never what's causing it it's always how do we it's just symptom management they yeah. very rarely it's amazing isn't it it is they very rarely you think, oh, that's obviously very clearly wrong isn't it you should not be bleeding all the time there must no. be something going on yeah. for that to happen yeah and yet they just want to stick you on the pill mm-hmm. yeah sorry yeah, yeah go on and uh, no, oh. yeah it's the thing they just they, they rarely bother looking into what's causing the problem they just want to like yeah. okay yeah, as long as you're all right, that's fine. And uh, yeah, try and make you functional again. And even yeah. then, they they can be so dismissive. Of so for me, whenever I said I was in pain, they were like, "Oh, you know, people get cramps. That's that's normal." And it's like, "Well, okay." <laughs> but and weirdly, I found. Like, I know a lot of people are uncomfortable with like the idea of male gynecologists. Um, but I found that actually all the male gynecologists I had, and my surgeon was uh, was a male gynecologist as well, were all, they all listened a lot better for me because oh, really? they can only be objective. They can't apply their own experience at all because they don't physically yeah. have one yeah yeah so they don't they're much less prone to dismiss an issue because they've got no reference point so yeah yeah i guess whereas all the female gynecologists i ever had were you know oh well you know you sure yeah all right everyone everyone has that they're not trapped wind (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, so oh, yeah. So when they when they did eventually start investigating though, um you know, did end up seeing this um a sort of consultant gynecologist completely by accident. I got referred to the wrong person to start with. Yeah. And then when I was about to have a um they were gonna have a laparoscopic procedure to look for endometriosis potentially yeah. initially, even though when you thought well, I didn't really have that many endometriosis symptoms. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah, my pain wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um I was bleeding a lot, whereas a lot of people with some people with endometriosis do bleed really heavily. Yeah. Um but often people who like just have endometriosis have that don't bleed that much because it's all going it's all kind of going in the wrong place it's got nowhere to come out yeah Yeah. um and this is where so I did after my surgery as we were chatting about earlier I hadn't been diagnosed with anything right up to the point of my surgery besides menorrhagia which they you know it's heavy bleeding right okay yeah and which really is a symptom rather than a there was no cause they didn't have a cause but did work out that it's adenomyosis which is where so with endometriosis you've got endometrial tissue growing inappropriately on other organs or outside of the uterus so it's quite often like in the bowel uh outside so on sort of your ovaries and fallopian tubes that sort of thing um and then when that's shedding every month that's what's causing the pain because you've got tissue shedding off of organs that aren't expecting to have to deal with that um whereas with adenomyosis it's still inappropriate endometrial tissue growth but it's within the wall of the uterus so it it just goes really deep in and starts trying to shed some of your muscle wall off rather than which is what causes such heavy bleeding because actually you are bleeding then it's not just your usual period right shedding. Okay. you're physically bleeding and the uterus swells up to well mine actually when he took it out he had some issues taking it out because it was twice the size he thought it was going to be oh <laughs> my god really yeah yeah fuck and uh so did they know straight away when they saw how big it was that that's what it yeah. must be yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. He, and it's, I mean, I don't, it's kind of reasonable in a way that mine wasn't fine. Because the one thing with adenomyosis, I think when I did some reading, about 90% of cases are found through just doing a hysterectomy. Yeah. Uh, because it often doesn't come up in scans because it's growing into the muscle wall of the uterus. Do they know why it happens? No, no. They, they, I think there are some people, I mean, the gynecologist that discharged me, she looked at me, she was like, you're a bit young for that. And I was like, thanks. Uh, I'm not sure what to say to that because <laughs> that's oh. what it was. Um, so they think it's related to just the hormone imbalance and really? uh, yeah, and like not enough estrogen. Right, so okay. specifically, but they don't really there's not a lot of research done into it yeah um so what so you got you got referred to the wrong person i did yes so they were going to do um yeah they were going to do a laparoscopic investigation and then while i was there there was a whole sort of mix-up with the nurse while i was being checked in that got me all i get quite anxious and uh she was like oh you're here for ivf and i was like i'm absolutely not yeah like 21 22 i was like i don't think so love like you're right and she was sort of very like insistent that she had the right notes and i'm like well i'm telling you that you don't <laughs> like if you skip down to the next well, person you'd know, like, wouldn't you? you would yeah i was like i'm pretty oh, yeah, pretty sure i'm here for the uh, opposite of that basically <laughs> and uh so that's when the the consultant gynecologist that was on duty like at that point and then she came over and she was like why why haven't you been referred to me I run a clinic for um like dysfunctional menstrual activity yeah. basically 
um and I was like oh I don't know like <laughs> don't ask me I'm not the one who did any of the referral like what? <laughs> so yeah that's when I went to see her she did a hysteroscopy so that's where she had you put camera into into the through the cervix into the uterus have a little little rummage around which yeah uh was done without anesthetic and uh, that is the point where for the first time a gynecologist took my pain seriously because I wasn't in any pain while yeah. she was doing that um and which was unusual she didn't expect people to be at least a little bit you know more than a yeah. little bit uncomfortable yeah um and yeah I was just like oh no it's fine yeah carry on um so she didn't find anything at that point um and then just whacked a myrena coil it's a hormonal coil in which worked for a while because that's Uh, progesterone only isn't it don't think so i think it's both let me have a have a little bit oh i thought it was progesterone only the you might you might be right you might be right Uh, have a little google um and so yeah she put that in and it actually worked uh really well for three years i didn't have a period and i was living the dream wow <laughs> and then that must have been amazing though going from yeah. losing that much blood to nothing yeah i i got so healthy this is the thing because they're always constantly like if you're a little bit overweight it's immediately like oh you know try losing some weight and i was like i'd love to but i can't yeah. exercise because <laughs> uh, i can barely function <laughs> but yeah. sure um and i did lose i lose, i lost a lot of weight i got i went i dropped about i want to say six stone at that point wow and um thankfully i didn't put much of it back on. i put a couple of stone back on when i got yeah. in again but i didn't put it all back on um and i know you're right yeah it's just only just had a little google um and so yeah i lost a lot of weight and then it just stopped it stopped working after sort of about yeah three three years i started getting some spotting do you know why it stopped working no okay (laughs) no idea Um, it's quite interesting isn't it because obviously if it works yeah then then it doesn't work anymore there's got to be a reason for that yeah and they never they never did get to suppose if they don't know what's going on anyway they're not gonna know no Oh, and yeah. got, there's just not enough funding for research into it yeah, you know? yeah i mean you know there's so much focus on cancer and quite rightly because yes, yeah. you know it's that's really horrendous whereas yeah you know a lot of what happens to women when they have menstrual health issues is just really sad but it's not yeah. generally not life-threatening yeah. So, you know, if you're going to throw money at anything, it's kind of reasonable to yeah. throw yeah, it at the yeah. one. Yeah, um, There should just be enough money for all of it. You'd have thought, so, you'd have hoped so, wouldn't you? But yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's, I think it is just one of those situations where it's just, it, if you don't, well, I mean, case in point with, with the pandemic, like the reason we've got the vaccine so quickly is because so many people threw money at it. Yeah. You yeah. see, it's like, rather than having to argue that, I need funding for this. It's really important. People just immediately skip that step. Everybody knew we need funding for this. How much do you yeah. need? Go for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it just sort of proved how quickly things can get done. Yes. If you have the right will behind it, will and yeah. money behind it. So. Yeah. Uh, but there just it just isn't isn't there for women's health because. Yeah. People don't don't think about it, and a lot of the people in power are men, so they're just. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> doesn't come yeah. under their radar particularly yeah. um but, but yeah so the, that stopped working so what happened you just started getting spotting i again started getting then... spotting again and then it just steadily i got a new coil at my five-year mark which then i thought okay you know, maybe the new one it might start yeah. helping again and it didn't um and i just steadily progressively got worse again to the point where i was i was bleeding regularly I, I say regular like most of the time but it wasn't yeah. ever it never really got as heavy as it had been before I had issues like but before I had the coil fitted even but um it 
did like it was sort of consistently getting worse to the point where I couldn't I couldn't exercise every time I tried to exercise I would then bleed for three days afterwards and wow. be anemic and non-functional so that's... so it was relative to how much movement you were making then often yeah yeah often wow. it was yeah so especially if I did if I did anything that was like really high impact god yeah that was a bad idea really bad idea I think it was just sort of shaking everything up in there clearly um so because that's i don't because i've i run yeah and i had my first incident with my cysts after i did a half marathon Mm. that's the first time i've ever done that much yeah and i i didn't really I i don't know if running has got anything to do with my pains at all no but i do feel like because i i did that big run then I had an incident and I don't think I ran for a while and then I ran again and then I had pain yeah. I don't know if it's because I'm shaking <laughs> yeah. I do other exercise that's yeah. impact, but I suppose it's the amount of time isn't it it is yeah and um no I mean I think it'd be an interesting thing for someone to look into but well that's because I asked yeah. when I spoke to the gynecologist that I've been referred to I said can I exercise? Yeah. And she's like, well, yeah, if you feel like you can do it, then, then obviously it's it. better to than not. But yeah. if equally, we don't actually really know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I thought maybe I won't run again until I've had the surgery. But then I don't want to not, if I can, it's very, yeah. It's well, fa- they just don't know, do they? They don't, they don't know. know. They don't know. I, I think the thing is, so like the fitter you are before surgery, the better. Yeah, you, know, you do yes. recover yeah. better, and it's it's yeah. generally you know. So yeah, you know, if you can and you feel able to, then definitely I would I would have <laughs> if I could have. Yeah. Um, but no, it is interesting. I don't know how much of it you know is affected by running because obviously you're shaking a lot of things out in there, like yeah. around. And um, I wonder if anyone's ever done any like you know scan someone while they're on a treadmill. That would be uh, yeah. Yeah get an idea of like just how much yeah. things are moving around in there um but that would be really interesting wouldn't it it would you know and then you get an idea of like actually what's the least impact i mean i've told i've been told like swimming is always good yes yeah um i imagine rowing would be uh not too rowing yeah rowing shouldn't wouldn't be too bad because you're not you're on a moving seat so you're just kind of yeah. bending bending backwards and forwards is the most yeah. most you're doing with that it's a lot of core though so i don't know if yes yeah yeah like yeah, engaging yeah. your core might might yeah. cause some issues but then to be fair all exercise is core That's true. isn't it That's whatever true. you know when you're doing anything it kind of yeah yeah um but it would be very interesting because it is i mean some people might listen to this and think that's ridiculous like (laughs) running would not have any effect at all on throw you know throwing things around Around. because that you know or it could have loads of effect like i honestly have not got a clue we don't know no so uh but wouldn't it be beneficial if we did actually learn about that kind of stuff exactly and uh it would just be so helpful especially like because even just for periods in general like if you've yes, got sort yeah. of elite athletes who are like how much training can they do while they're on their period what yeah training should they be doing you know, what's going to be the most effective kind of training without yeah. causing them any kind of issues yeah. and but it sounds like a and that's what science. i always used to, like when i had period pains at school i was always told go and have a walk go and have a walk oh. and i used to be like i just want to die why it's, am i going to fucking go, go for a walk but then yeah. it does like when I was having contractions when I was in labour. Yeah. Moving does help. Yeah. You know, because I suppose it is the crampy, isn't it? So mm. if you're walking around. But obviously that's if you're able to. But if they're that, like when I had my proper pains, like yeah. I'm not, I can't you're move. Not moving. You yeah. know. No. So. But yeah. yeah, so you started bleeding again. I did start bleeding again. And that's when I spoke to, got in touch with my, or got referred to a new gynecologist because I'd moved from, wales to england at this point and yeah this is where everything kind of slowed down again because my last gynecologist that i'd seen in wales had said at that point she was like if this at any point stops working then the next step would just be to take it out you know and we'd, yeah. we'd had a good conversation at that stage and like, even though i was so young like she was like no you've you've made it really clear that like kids aren't on your agenda your yeah. health your health you've, you you know that your health's more important to you or you've said yeah. that your health's more important to you yeah 
so yeah I went from that to because they lost my records when I moved uh I had to start again basically from square one so it was straight back to uh ultrasound and then I got I got put through a colposcopy because my latest gynae she decided that oh it's uh it's your cervix it's the problem you know I'm like is is it right <laughs> uh if my cervix is bleeding so much you'd have thought that they'd have caught that on my smear tests yeah and I always had a normal smear test and did they say why they didn't pay attention to what you'd said about your history no 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 and <laughs> I think she just wasn't she just had in her head that she's too young she doesn't know what yeah. she wants I think the gynae that I got referred to as well, I think she had had someone change her mind. The way she was reacting. Right, okay, yeah. She was very, as soon as I brought up that, you know, I got told that hysterectomy is the next best step for me. Yeah. She got very defensive and very stressed out. And yeah. even even when I said to her, I was like, I will sign anything you want me to sign. You know, yeah. Get, I'll get myself a lawyer and sign all the paperwork, yeah. all that. She just wasn't interested. She was very stressed out and just constantly like, oh, well, you know, what if you change your mind? What if you change your mind? You'll change your mind. And she did just keep on, even right up until a few weeks ago, she was convinced that I was going to change wow. my mind. And so clearly someone is, I, I, that's the only thing I could sort of think of is that yeah. someone has changed their mind on her and she's yeah. had to deal with the fallout of that which would put anyone off i would hate to be in that position you know you think you're helping well, your it, patient yeah and it is a it is a massive thing i mean it is yeah and when you're younger you, you might make decisions differently to how you would when you're a bit older but mm. my thing with all this is the fact that if your life is so impaired how are you going to have children anyway? Exactly. Like, you're not going to be able to have a baby if you're then in bed all the time. Or, yeah. All the time. Or um, bleeding so much you can't function. Like, that's, no. that's not going to be a possibility anyway, is no. it? No. And even when I said to her, I was like, you know, both my mum and Mike, she's like, oh, well, your mum and your nan both had kids. And I was like, yeah, and both of them, their symptoms got worse after they had kids, which was wow. another another sign of adenomyosis actually it's one that uh they because if you have any scar tissue which you when you when you're stretched out and everything else having a kid then uh you know you do uh yeah the endometrial tissue will grow on the scar tissue quite often right um which is also then why like a lot of people who have endometriosis even if they have a hysterectomy will still have pain because yeah. often the you can't stop the endometrial tissue growing yeah on the scar tissue you know yeah. where things have been cut out or anything else so it can <laughs> this is the thing and that's why <sighs> they can be quite hesitant unless you have yeah. both which quite often people do this is the thing so it's like often they'll be like oh it's endometriosis because they can find the endometriosis yeah through a lapros- lap- laparoscopy you know so if yeah. they have a look Whereas with the adenomyosis, because it's harder to see, you can't find it until you've taken the uterus out. Yeah. Often. The generally they have noted, and you know, again, this is just me doing sort of reading on the side, that a lot of people with endometriosis do have adenomyosis as well. Um, so even though they'd still have pain from the endometriosis, their symptoms would be reduced yeah and it would help them to have a hysterectomy because you know with the adenomyosis it's the only way to fix it yeah um whereas for other people if they don't have adenomyosis then they might not feel as much relief yeah after going through it um which is why i can i can see why they're hesitant to do it yeah but um in my case, like when my surgeon went in, he was like, yeah, there was no sign of endometriosis at all. Like I literally wow. only had adenomyosis. So yeah. fingers crossed, uh, I shouldn't, I should be all, all sorted. Um, so how long did it take for them to agree to give you the hysterectomy? Oh, uh, 
over a year. Right, okay. Um, and literally just because I reached the end of my tether as well. I got very yeah. cross with them. Um, yeah. I'm not proud of the way I behaved, but also they weren't listening. And yeah. I, if I didn't kick up stink and sort of keep advocating for myself and saying yeah. this yeah. is still going on, I need to talk to somebody what are you doing like because they constantly they'd say oh we'll get you an appointment in a couple of months and then it would be five months later still no sign so I'd have to yeah. like call them up <laughs> and be like uh, are you gonna give me that appointment yeah. or not and if I didn't just keep chasing and chasing and chasing and also like whenever I was tried to be nice and say to her actually you know this month I've not been too bad but yeah, if you'd spoken to me last month, I'd have been crying and a right mess. Yeah, she would then just sort of be like, "Oh, well, you're not too bad anymore. It's getting better." So I had to stop doing that. Any time that I was feeling okay, I just had to like, if I, and if I was talking to my gynecologist that month, I would just have to say what, whatever I was feeling when I was at my worst between yeah. Yeah. when I'd last spoken to her, because otherwise she'd just be like, "Oh no, it's fine. You're all right. You can live like that." Uh, and just push me back so yeah yeah, it did it took I say yeah so I was supposed to have my surgery in June yeah and it got cancelled a couple of times um you know partly COVID partly admin issues yeah (laughs) which was frustrating COVID yeah could understand uh admin issues I did get quite angry yeah. Um, you know, turning up on the day and being told, sorry, your surgeon's been here for 45 minutes, but uh, <laughs> no one else has, so we can't operate on you today. Is uh, not <sighs> not what everyone wants to hear. No. Um, that's quite a big thing to build yourself up to as well, isn't it? it? Is. I mean, I know obviously it's, you knew that you wanted it and it's a massive relief, mm. you know, but it's still surgery. It's still surgery. I'd never yeah. had, I'd never had general anaesthetic before. Yeah. So I had no idea what I was going to be in for. Very grateful in a way that my mum reacted badly so that I mentally prepared myself to react badly to it. Because I did in the end. I was really quite uh, nauseous and sick for the whole day after. But um, yeah, you do build build yourself up. And the thing that really got me as well, so I had to have a second opinion gynecologist before they would even put me on the list because I'm so young. They were like, okay, you need to to talk to someone else. I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, happy to do that. Um, And she, you know, she said to me, she's like, the only thing she was concerned about was that my gynecologist hadn't, my consultant hadn't spoken to me about the psychological impact of having surgery because some women feel like a sense of loss and can be quite down. Yep. Um, Yep. And she was like, I don't have to worry about that with you. Like, I've spoken to you for five minutes and you'll be fine. (laughs) <laughs> uh, if anything I think you're going to be relieved and I'm, I'm yeah I, it sort of really hit me the other day actually I think the sort of few days sort of Saturday Sunday I was feeling too rough it kind of hadn't hit me and and because yeah. it's all gone on for so long there was a small part of me that really like in my I was so in my head about it all really thought for a second that did they just put me under have a little rummage around <laughs> and leave it all in there just to shut me up like <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. Like they wouldn't. No, do not that. at all. Not at all. But I can. You've been. It's been so long, hasn't it's it? You've been, been through so much. So I've been through so I much, and the whole time, that. like through throughout all of it, I've constantly been made to feel like, oh, it's all in my head. I'm being. I'm overreacting. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, did they just? Did they just have a little rummage around you? I'll give her a little poke. That'd be fine. Like yeah. <laughs> it probably oh. didn't help that because I've not been. I've only been on paracetamol since I woke up. I was hardly in any pain at all, okay. uh, which has been really, I've been pleasantly surprised by that. Um, oh, so you still haven't been any, in any pain, really? It's just no, been sickness from the... It's just the sickness. I've had a couple of little... Oh, wow, that's amazing. You know, if I move a little bit too quickly, then I get yeah. a little cra- a little twinge, but my pain's yeah. not gone above like a two at any wow. point since I woke up. Um, How long did it take? Uh, I think they said yeah, it was about an hour. Okay. Yeah, it was about an hour. So, and I yeah, I went up there. I was second on the list this time, so I went up. I went up for surgery at about ten o'clock. 
yeah. up past ten, and I was awake at one. Okay. So uh, yeah. And was... did you did you just feel awful? When I you woke up? I didn't initially when I woke up. I wasn't. I felt a bit sick, but I wasn't too bad. The problem I yeah. have is is that I suffer really badly from motion sickness. Yeah. And um, because you're in a different place, you, when you're recovering from the anaesthetic, they have a special room for that. And then you move okay. down to the ward once you've woken up. And yeah. um, so they went to move me. And then that's when I was like, guys, I'm going to need a bowl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> going to need a bowl. And uh, bless the nurses. So that whole time when she was, when I was sort of woke, woke up and she was like, oh, you know, how are you feeling? Like, it's all done. And I was like sort of puking up in this bowl and waving a thumb up at her like, hey. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. She was loving it. I've, I've had the nurses that sort of deal with patients that are waking up from anaesthetic have a great time yeah, because I bet. can't imagine some of the stuff that I came out with. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, but so yeah, did, so... the, did the doctor talk to you after about what he did? Happened? Yes. So um, it's not very, not for very long. It was a very, yeah. very quick chat while he was uh, literally, he was, had all his bags on. He was about to go home. <laughs> and uh, I think the only reason he came in and talked to me as well is because I saw him walking past the door to talk to the nurses and I was awake yeah. and I was okay. So I sort of gave him a little wave and he came over for a chat. And that's when we had the conversation then. And again, this is where you know, my consultant clearly had just sort of fixated on my pain and yeah. hadn't really written anything much down about the bleeding in my notes even though that Seriously? was the thing yeah even though that was the thing for me that was always the biggest problem yeah. and this is where sort of like just you know subconscious like bias kind of comes in yeah. like and because he said to me he was like oh well, you know it was it went really well like really smoothly like your surgery was your, your uterus was bigger than I was expecting so we had a bit of issues getting it out but um because so he literally, I mean, my scars are tiny. They're so small now. They're almost like already gone. Like it's, I'm not even kidding. It's so like just tiny little dots left still. Wow. And you barely see it. I might have a little, he's because of the way they've sewn me up in the middle. Cause one went through my belly button. I've kind of yeah. got like a double belly button now yeah. <laughs> where they've sewn it up. But other than that, yeah, the two on the side are almost, you know, just a couple of little bruises and about like four wow. mil long now. Um, and so yeah, he went in and then took it out so cut my cervix because I had my cervix removed as well uh right, you don't okay. don't have to uh but I chose to because I was like what's what's the point of me keeping it <laughs> like yeah um yeah. you know personally I had no attachment to it just get it out never have to have a smear test again brilliant um yeah. so yeah where he cut the cervix out then he pulled the vagina through that hole uh, the uterus through that that hole and then just out <laughs> wow uh, it's, it's really yeah it's really uh interesting oh. i'm like oh oh yeah it it's sounds fascinating, it's fascinating it? in a really kind of like oh yeah <laughs> that's who came oh. up with that <laughs> um and but yeah so he was he was like no it went really well and then when we were sort of chatting and I, he brought up my pain. I was like, oh, you know, my pain really was never the issue. And I mentioned about my bleeding. And he was like, oh, that wasn't that wasn't written down at any point. And then he was like, well, you know, it was adenomyosis. And it sounds like we really did the right thing for you. And you should be back to 100% once you're done because there was no <gasps> no endometriosis. So oh. he was so lovely. He was so lovely. Oh, so um, once, I, once I got him to actually talk to me when he came in in yeah. the morning because they come in and have a chat with you before um yeah. and <laughs> bedside manner was just not there <laughs> he was just <laughs> so he came in I was expecting to be able to because he came in while I was being checked in by my nurse didn't even knock on the door just waltzed in uh sat down next to me was like you know you you know what you're here for like blah blah, blah. that's your signature cool box ticks see you later left and I thought okay he'll probably come over and have a pr proper chat with me once I'm all checked in yeah and yeah uh, no no I didn't see him again until after I was done <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't see him until after I was done so yeah he did uh it did take a little while to actually get to talk to him but when I when yeah. I did no he was he was really lovely and um really then once I spoke to him about the fact that I'd been bleeding so much and that was the yeah. problem 
because yeah. I mean yeah, we didn't one thing we didn't mention really like there were some days that I was so heavy that I didn't even bother trying to you know contain it I would just get up go to the bathroom sit in the bath <laughs> and just let it let it do what it's yeah. gonna do for a couple of hours because there was no point in trying to do anything else yeah and he was like oh oh well yeah in that case then um yeah no you you don't have to worry about that anymore that's yeah. completely gone so yeah um wow yeah how do you do you feel different uh, do you feel lighter i so <laughs> what really thing i've been really surprised about i expected to be i was told that i'd probably look about like six months pregnant after I was done because you're still full of nitrogen. Yes, yeah. Um, and I looked down and I wasn't nearly as puffed up as I was expecting to be. And actually, yeah. my stomach does, it's gone down quite a lot. Um, I don't know whether that was because I had to have a drain fitted after yeah. my surgery because when, when he had issues taking it out, he said it sort of flipped over. And because I was about to... St- he kind of squished it and squished a load of period just into my cavity. So they had to, they had to drain. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. And uh, so they had to, they had to drain that out. So I had a, I had a little jar, jar of ooze. They literally called it a jar of ooze. I was oh. like, oh. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if that actually helped me then not be as full of nitrogen. Because yes. in that process, yeah. you must have taken some of the air because it was a little vacuum pump. Yeah. That was- that I was attached to uh, but I'm almost back to like my stomach's almost back to where I was pre-op yeah. and I'm sort of looking at it and I'm like it it feels so much softer and like yeah. a completely different shape and I'm just like how much of my lower stomach was just my uterus taking up all yeah, that space yeah. yeah and you know thinking about what you said with it being you know double the size he was expecting it yeah. to be and the fact that it just isn't it's not solid anymore like before it was yeah. i just had this like solid mass <laughs> yeah uh, that felt like in my stomach I'm like, oh wait okay so yeah. yeah that 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 was that so well that's what i'm thinking with mine because i've got uh i think i've got a nine centimeter cyst and a mm. seven centimeter cyst yeah in my ovaries oh because i've got my it does feel different. I don't know if I feel like it feels different because I know that something's in there. But I was thinking, I wonder if when I have mine taken out, it will feel different. Yeah, probably. That's quite. They're quite significant inside because yeah. the thing your, your uterus normally is only supposed to be about like probably four, five centimeters. Oh really? Yeah, it's really small. It's not. It's not supposed to be. Yeah, because when they told me that they, they were that big, I was like. I'm only five foot four. Yeah. Like, my stomach area isn't that big, really. Like, no. how the fuck have I got, like, 10 centimetres is quite substantial. It's a lot, Like, yeah. how is it there and... Yeah, it's... Yeah, so I'm thinking, I wonder if my tummy will go down after I've had it I think, I think it will. I think it will. That's what, because I've put on a bit of weight recently and I was like, oh, it's a cyst. <laughs> <laughs> I found out, because... They're not. They're full of blood, so yeah. it's obviously quite heavy. So I'm it like, is. "Oh, that's what it is." And but it's one thing that like, they don't really like. I didn't think about it until like now that I'm looking at it, and I'm I was expecting it to be a lot bigger than it was, and yeah. actually, it's really it's really not because they've taken out quite a lot of organ, really, for me. Yeah. But in your case, you know, but then when you they think if it, it's only if it's not really that big, how the fuck does it produce so much blood? Don't know. Like, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's it amazing. Is. It is. It's... I mean, I really... It does make me question anyone who believes in intelligent design, not going to lie. There's who believes in what? Intelligent design. What does that mean? saying, like, where all the people who are like, um, you know, oh, we were created in somebody's image and everything, everything oh, about yeah. us is, like, really, <laughs> yeah. you know, just designed perfectly. Like, we're... And it's like, really? yeah i don't think there's anything intelligent about shedding once a month yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sorry what and it's um, like when breastfeeding yeah. when i first started breastfeeding the pain mm. was unbelievable it was like my nipples were on fire yeah and i was getting stabbed with pins oh and it's like 
this is what you have breasts for, yeah. isn't it? Is yeah. to feed your babies, mm-hmm. and it hurts like a motherfucker. So yeah. how is that? How is that? How, how does that, that work? What's 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 intelligent That's, about that? Yeah. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. yeah. No, my mum. And the whole. She didn't even try with me. She was like, no, too grim with your older sister. Not bothering. You're going straight on formula. Um, yeah. And it's what's, fuck, hard. what's very entertaining with that is that actually out of the two of us, because I know people like a lot of people are all about the breast is breast train and that sort of thing. I've got less allergies than my sister does. <laughs> I, I, That's out of, interesting. Yeah, out of the two of us. Yeah. I, yeah, I, she's allergic to penicillin. She's, you know, had like, you know, there's a, like got a sort of little list of things that oh, you know, wow. normally you'd expect to be you know if, yeah. if if they were like oh breast milk's really really that that important yeah out of the two of us you'd have thought i'd be the one that was more sickly and and uh, apart from this i'm not <laughs> so i yeah. was i was always the healthier one but i uh, think it's you've just got to do whatever is right for you because having 100%. a baby is really hard yeah so no. whatever gets them fed, fed and whatever works best for you that's the best thing for exactly them. exactly no totally i mean don't, don't get me wrong like if people some people like you know really important to them and if it's really important to you then go for it yeah but yeah. i don't understand the people who really feel like they have to be you know especially i don't really understand that about anything though people that no. really feel like it's so important for you to do what they want you to do exactly i I mean i know what you mean it doesn't matter like everyone is different everyone has different experiences yeah so just let people be because it doesn't have any effect on you exactly it's like is me doing this having any effect on your life at all if the answer is no then what's it to do with you yeah just it's yeah i always find that very hard with people who really want to force their opinion on yeah you when it's a personal choice thing but yeah yeah whatever yeah oh well i'm so glad you got it done because when we spoke before it was literally was it the day it was the day before it was the day before yeah, yeah. and we were worried that it wasn't gonna happen <laughs> oh i guess i'd already been cancelled twice i was like yeah oh, wait for it to get cancelled again uh, i was so glad when you texted me and yeah. it was happening and you were okay yeah and it was just because all that waiting and it Oh, it's like being tortured, isn't it? It is. Really? Yeah. And uh, It's done. It's oh. done. And I'm very, very happy that it's all And you done. look amazing. I mean, considering you had a big surgery a week mm. ago, you look Thank you. fine. No, I, I was pleasantly surprised by how little pain I was in. Yeah. I really was. Um, I thought that I was going to... Because all my all my doctor friends, everything else, were messaging me, being like, "Ask for Aramorph, like you know, if you need anything." And I was yeah. like, "Oh, well, you know, I'm all right actually." And uh, when I woke up, my nurse came over, just sort of short. My day nurse came over shortly after waking up, doing my obs, and she was like, "Oh, you know, how are you feeling? What's what's your pain like?" And I was like, "What pain? <laughs> I don't have any." <laughs> um, wow. And I wasn't allowed to move for the first sort of god when did i get up probably not until saturday morning actually so i had it on friday friday morning had my surgery on friday morning and i was in bed i had a catheter and i was in bed until until saturday morning but um yeah it was totally fine just you know as soon as my catheter is out and i was allowed to move around i was pottering about no problem yeah Um, went home how long were you in hospital for only overnight okay yeah i went home on saturday afternoon yeah um got discharged by a gynecologist who um was very opinionated <laughs> actually so she wasn't my consultant she wasn't my surgeon she was just the one who was in uh doing the discharges and she was there yeah. for doing she did a couple of emergency c-sections that afternoon that sort of thing and uh she she was very very opinionated um you know and was like oh you're a bit young for that and oh you know got a bit flustered when cause she thought she genuinely she said to me she's like oh i looked at your notes and i thought i had the wrong notes and i was like no no i've just had a hysterectomy you're young for that and oh you what's what's going on i'm like what are you gonna do put it back in like what yeah. <laughs> why, why are we Actually, having no why are we having in. this conversation like just just sign my paper and let me yeah. leave like i just want to go home at this point why why are you talking to me so even then like even though it was like i was already done and just all she needed to do was come in see if i was okay to go home she still forced her opinion down my throat about oh well you know well you haven't had any kids and i'm like 
okay and she was like yeah and I explained to her about my even though I didn't have to there was no reason yeah. that I should have yeah, yeah, I yeah. did explain to her about like my family history everything else she's like oh well your mum and your nan had kids and I was like I'm pretty sure if my nan was my age you know like growing up now yes yeah, she yeah, would yeah. not she would not have had kids like she shipped my mum off to boarding school as soon as she could <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was literally like I did the thing, tick the box because I had to. But I don't. She was very yeah. career for, for 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 you know, she was kind of pioneering really. Oh wow! What and did she do? She was she was a nurse, and yeah. she was she was in the Wrens. Uh, so it was the sort of women's Royal Naval yeah. um, before they let women into the Navy, and she got offered one of the first Royal Naval commissions, one of the first women's naval commissions she didn't take it because she didn't think she was good enough bless her and i was like oh nan we doing but yeah she was she's so smart and just always been very like that kind of forward thinking so now i'm i'm pretty sure like if she'd been in my position that i am now she she wouldn't i I wouldn't i wouldn't exist 100 mum wouldn't exist i wouldn't exist because she'd be like no i've got things to do having kids isn't isn't one of them and she's she's always been the loudest don't have kids voice in my life <laughs> wow yeah she's like yeah you're smart you've you've got a lot going for you just go yeah. have your career well, does, and the thing is for women it's a choice you can't is. have both you can't have a career and be a mum well or you can, a lot of people do you've... very successfully but you have to really really want it yeah. and and you I need don't. help <laughs> and you can't it, it it's a I mean, of course you can be have a career and be a mum but you yeah. can't be at home with your children no you can't be a housewife mum no do you know what I mean yeah. and have a career it's no. a it's a choice of you need childcare or you need a nanny or whatever yeah and you've got it's always the guilt of it what it says that's a quote isn't it you've got to work like you haven't got any kids yeah and be yeah. a parent like you haven't got a job you know yeah. so it's it unfortunately it's so hard and it is a choice and you know fair play to the women that do it well uh, I could never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it is, and the thing is, at the end of the day, if you do in five or ten years' time think, actually, I would like to be a parent. I'd like to, yeah. There are I'm so many children, so many children that need parents. Exactly. You know, yeah, or even and like. And you couldn't have had, like I said before, if you're suffering that much with your health. How the fuck can you have a baby and look after it? Yeah, exactly. I'd probably like, have just ended up. Anyway. I'd probably have just ended up resenting it. That was yeah. like my. That was a real yeah. concern for me when they were sort of really trying to push it. Like if I if I gone for it, you know, it's like well, okay. What do I do with this? I didn't, yeah. didn't really want that. Like yeah, you know, now I feel rubbish and I have a thing that is reliant on me, um, to exist and yep. function. Like I wouldn't. I would. I would, the thought of it absolutely not. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't have done it. So many people, you just know if you want kids or not. And it, I find it interesting that people are so shocked when people don't want kids. Because mm. it's like, you're not shocked when people want always kids. know that they do want to have kids. Yeah. So why can't there be an opposite of that? Yeah, you know? I, th- I think it's also very, it's very different experiences for men and women as well, actually. Because I've got plenty of, because I did an engineering degree. I got you know, most of my friends from uni are guy friends. And yeah. they... They want kids. They really, really want kids, and they, they want they want yeah. kids. And one of them in particular, he was like, "I would love to be a stay-at-home dad. Just yeah. find me a woman that's got a career sorted. <laughs> I will do all the kid stuff, and you know, be yeah, that's fine. Yeah, great. And so many people you know, are like, oh, that's that's really weird. Like, don't you? Yeah, you, you you've got your career. What have you got this? And it's like, yeah, well, okay. So why? <laughs> like, yeah. Why? Yeah, we, we, we're all people, you know, yeah. and everyone's and got that's so kids. lovely that and that is. is kind of changing. It is, yeah, yeah. Because why can't men want kids? And yeah, want to be a parent, and be a parent, and stay at home. Yeah, and... exactly, exactly. Why not? So yeah, but no, Aww. I'm just I'm so glad I'm so glad it's done. I'm very excited. I'm that so it's done. glad it's done. I'm yeah. so happy for you. I'm looking forward to see just how fit and healthy I can get. Yeah, and, and uh, actually living your life. Yeah, yeah. Cause so <gasps> far, like my twenties are just <laughs> and <Yeah>. the plug hole. <laughs> but that's for you've got plenty of time. You said life begins yeah. at forty, actually. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's fine. You've got plenty of time. Um, got 
next 10 years preparing myself for when life really starts excellent yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much That's for coming right. on and discussing everything. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And yeah, like I said, I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank you. And are there, did you find, I suppose you've not found any sources online to help because you didn't know what was wrong with you. No. Did you find anything online though that kind of helped you? Uh, so not, not really because so much of it like so many of the people that are discussing it actually are on things like Mumsnet and everything else so you know aren't in my position where yeah, yeah, I'm like yeah. just take it out they're all looking for ways yeah. to manage symptoms so that they can have kids which is great yes yeah, and so yeah. there's a lot of that sort of information out there which is really good um but there wasn't a lot there for people yeah you know, in my position where it's like actually you know get it out almost everyone that has talked about it they're either in america so they've managed to get it like on their insurance um or because from from an insurance perspective actually you you remove the offending organ then they're much healthier so they're much cheaper so it's a no-brainer right there um and the thing was like if i went private as well actually i wouldn't have come up against as many of the walls as i because my mum had hers done privately Okay. Um, and she got told it was the same surgeon. So the surgeon, the guy, her consultant was her surgeon as well. And he was like, "Yeah, you know, sorry, I can't." Like when she was on the NHS, he was like, "This is gonna be really hard. I'm gonna have to like fight a lot of people." And as soon as she said to him, "Oh well, you know, I've got Booper. Like, can I go private?" And he looked at his calendar and was like, "Can you come in two weeks?" And it was wow. just the difference. Wow. The absolute yeah. difference. So I did contemplate it. Like I was like, "How much money can I save?" Like, can I go private? But it's like six grand. Yeah. And I was like, oh. yeah. Well, that's what I, when I was thinking about going private for my issues, mm. it laparoscopies start, I think, at six grand, but it can go up to 10 grand because obviously it depends what they find when they go in. And it's like, I haven't yeah. got a blank checkbook. No. I mean, I don't agree with it anyway, but it's like, that's not no. an option for me. No, no. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah. yeah. It's just it's it's amazing the, the the difference and it's a shame that it's like that. Like I appreciate that yeah. the NHS, you know, we're really lucky to have it and it gives yep. us, you know, and I appreciate that it takes longer to do things that way. Yeah. But it shouldn't mean that you're treated any differently. It shouldn't. Yes. You, there's no reason why someone who's on the NHS should have to fight as many battles yep. to get something yep. done when yep. if you go privately you just go okay yeah. yeah sure yeah exactly it should be exactly the same it should be and it same. shouldn't be i mean we've got 350 billion pounds was it a week <laughs> now that they're putting into the nhs so i don't really understand what is uh what's going on but yeah, we, should, I mean, we are lucky to have it but also we pay for it yeah and it's yeah. you know it's what we should have and get yeah so yeah so yes that's a, that's a whole other conversation isn't that's it? a whole other conversation <laughs> yes but yeah thank you so much that's all and right. i wish you well thank you and i'm very excited for you <laughs> all right lovely thank you very much cheers bye, bye. hi yes yeah, so that's adamanosis folks um if you want to talk about anything that i've discussed in these podcasts please get in touch or if you've got any guest suggestions or topics you'd like me to talk about then do get in touch there's a new episode of the epic mum chat out as well um and this week we're talking all about um why women don't talk about masturbating basically and how good it is (laughs) but yeah um Happy New Year. I hope you had a good one. I hope this year is better than the last, if your last year wasn't particularly great for you. I know everything's a bit uh, screwed up still, but fingers crossed things will improve. Um, at least it's not freezing cold. Oh, that's that's my kids that I've asked to be quiet, but of course they never are. But yes, Happy New Year. Stay safe, stay sane, and... Have a good one. All right. Big love. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.